Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. Rain on me, tsunami. D to the E to the O to the... Hold up. X. X. I did that on purpose. <laughs> oh, you guys, you guys, you guys. Here we are in another episode. My name is Brian. And I'm Detox. <laughs> and you're listening to <laughs> Fruit Detox. Clearly, I'm actually Deox. <laughs> D to the E to the hold up. <laughs> no, I said D to the E to the O to the Deox. <laughs> okay, guys. So, ooh, oh my god, I feel like I'm yelling in this microphone. Um, this week is going to be like a hodgepodge of mishmash kind of things. Um, Aren't those the same thing? Yeah, but I'm just giving okay. them like more words to pull from to understand how of a, how much of a mess this mm. this. Episode is? Thank you. All right, I got you. Um, Carrying the episode once again. (laughs) (laughs) My brain's on half speed like normal. Um, This is the day before the episode airs. And usually Shane and I are pretty proactive about getting it done within the first portion of the week so that we have time to set up for the next week. But we've just been caught up with life. Yeah. You you more so. I agree. Yeah. Um, But what do you have for us for Fruit Willow? Well, I wanted to start this week's episode by wishing Steve our creator and inventor of the stickers that we have thank you a Steve. happy birthday happy it's his birthday, birthday today actually oh my gosh yeah um so he'll hear this episode tomorrow and well have a happy belated birthday. birthday yeah um but um i also wanted to start on the big news that florida is reporting more than fifteen thousand three hundred cases today as disney world reopens and just a little fun fact um that is the largest reporting in any state since the pandemic has begun dang So, way to go, Florida. Well, I feel like um, a a few things with that. Like, people are dragging Disney World for reopening. Yeah. And I love that. And, I like, all the memes are, like, um, Scrooge just counting his money. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I'm like, so true. But granted, like, it is a business, so I I get it. And with that said... And there's people willing to go. But that's what I was going to say. It's, it's like... I'm not saying this because I work there. I could give a shit about Disney. But to me, I'm like... If the state is allowing them to do it mm-hmm. and they need money, I'm like, yeah, you have to survive, which I think Disney would be fine as is, right. but that's not my decision to make. But regardless, like, it is part of the the public's responsibility. You know what I mean? I feel like the same people are like, oh my God, I can't believe they're opening are the same people who'd be like, should we go? Right. You know? Because, right. like, people were saying the same thing about... Um, downtown disney in california that opened and i guess it was like a huge surge surge of people mm-hmm. and i think at this point people are just bored at home so it's like oh that gives us something to do but right. i'm i'm 100 sure there's 101 people who are like oh my god i can't believe they're opening yet they're still standing in line mm-hmm. so it's like at a certain point like yes you know it's part of the responsibility of the company to kind of ethically do the right thing but then also right. it's like no one's forcing you to go yet you're going and just because it's open doesn't mean like well if i get sick it's disney's fault no bitch it's your your fault fault. yeah um but i feel like that's been happening a lot yeah um i think that is a thing is like florida's state legislature is like great go ahead and reopen like you're good and disney's like okay we're good but it's crazy because they're obviously not reopened here 
and there's more cases there yeah so uh, like you said it i mean but then also someone was telling me about testing and again this is not fact-based so when you guys listen to this i'm not doing a fruit fact but this is just things that i've heard and i'm like oh i haven't heard this side of it so i don't even know if it's true but people are saying that when you get tested and it's positive you have to come back and get tested again is that right oh i don't know see someone was saying you have to get come back and get tested again and if it's a second positive um which could technically be the same like you having the same right. symptoms of that yeah. same time of getting it they don't separate those two as two separate positives it's the same positive oh do you know what i'm saying so it yeah. counts as two positives rather than one so someone was saying that the numbers are all screwed hmm. and then something else about no- counting positives and negatives and whatever i was like i don't know but i'm like but regardless regardless uh, which is a word now <laughs> um but regardless i feel like that mess of counting and all that is a reflection of leadership because mm-hmm. whether the U.S. all of a sudden has all these cases because it's a miscalculation or we just can't get our shit together, regardless, both times you can't get your shit together. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like in South Korea, they were the first ones to kind of get a handle on it because once there was a case, they instantly put them on quarantine, which yeah. you're supposed to do here. But this is more of just like, yeah, stay at home. But, you know, people are stupid. Like mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I'm asymptomatic. So it's like whatever. Yeah. Um, but in South Korea, like they had to stay at home and then the, the government or someone like an official will keep coming in being like, okay, who did you come in contact with? Where did you go? So that, tracing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they trace it so they know how to handle it and really yeah. get an idea of like where it is. But also those Asian countries are used to doing that because of experience from like SARS and MERS. So it's like yeah. obvious why they would have protocol with that. But like America's stupid because people are like, oh my God, like my freedoms are infringed and whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm like, here's the thing. Out of the courtesy of people, like, we should just do better. And mm-hmm. people are like, no, that's stupid, da da But I'm like, when someone comes on with a peanut allergy on the plane, we're like, hey, you guys, just be aware. Someone has yeah. a peanut allergy during this flight. Can you please just not eat peanuts? No one's like, no, I want to eat peanuts. That's my right as an American to eat peanuts. You're just a good person. Be like, oh, yeah, I don't want anyone to be in danger. Yeah. It's the same thing as a mask. But people are like this is infringing on my health. It's mm-hmm. like, girl, you're fine. Yeah. Like, is it more difficult to breathe? No. Right. Is it a little bit more uncomfortable? Yes. But like, you'll survive. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just make do. Yeah. Um, I saw a meme and it was like, could you imagine loving Space Mountain so much that you're willing to w- risk like the life of everyone in your family <laughs> to ride it? <laughs> and that was a good point. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, coronavirus pandemic... I, uh, there's no like news story on this that, that I saw, uh-huh. but, um, there's still no update on like a stimulus package, a second stimulus package. Well, there's not going to be a s- I, second but, stimulus package. Well, no, cause Trump did say that they were going to come out with second checks for everybody, but like we're almost half a year into this fucking yeah. pandemic and you've given us $1,200 to live on. I mean, Which, granted like the unemployment as well, but like that's running out now too. And people are like. We still don't have jobs to yeah. go back to. So, like, where's all this money going to come from? And it's not about being lazy and not wanting to find right. a job. It's like, no, things aren't really opening. And yeah. the things that are, it's at a lower staff, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, restaurants are at a lower staff. Yeah. Retail shops are at a lower staff because, you you know, one, social distancing within the company, but also, like, yeah. business isn't picking up that quickly. Yeah. So, I just wanted to bring that up because it bothers me that like other countries just like jumped on it and they were like our people need to survive mm-hmm. if we're gonna ever come out of this like in a in a like positive status right um and here we are just opening space mountain and not giving any <laughs> stimulus checks um so the actual discussion that i really wanted to have today in fruit roll up um revolved around the allegations that 
um, Will and Jada Smith are Mm -hmm. or have been in an open relationship. And um, there was somebody who came out and said that he was in a relationship with Jada Smith. Can you give us a a couple deets? Because I don't think I'm familiar with the situation. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't heard this. I mean, I've heard of them over the years being in open relationships or whatever. But But like recently, like it was kind of it was trending a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because they it came out in the news and people were like, Nobody's really surprised, but also everybody wants to know, like, the details of the story. Um, So it came out, like, a week ago, I want to say, that she had a relationship with... I'm trying to find the name right now. I'll find the name of the person who it is. Um, But I watched today the Red Table Talk that Jada and Will did together Uh in response to um, this, like, relationship allegation. Yeah. And they did confirm that about four years ago, um, they separated. They decided to, to, like, separate as a couple. They were going through a really tumultuous time. Yeah. Um, And they thought that it was best to, like, take time to figure out what makes them happy as individuals. And they said, you know, in in their talk that they really thought that was the end of their relationship. And... In that time, coincidentally, or how they uh, in how they portrayed it, um, this guy whose name I'm still trying to find. If it's you can okay. look that up, I'll put it in for um, Okay, so in this time, they brought this guy into their family, kind of, and he was really sick. They didn't specify what with, but they sort of provided him with a lot of resources to get better. And in that, Jada formed a relationship with him. And the part that they like made a point of clearing up is. A lot of the tabloids have reported that actually this kid said that Will gave him permission to like do this with Jada mm-hmm. kind of thing. And Jada like pointed out that she doesn't need permission. Like she's the only one who had to give permission for that relationship, which I totally understand. Mm. But Will looked so uncomfortable through all of this. Like it was, it, it was. If you watch his body language, like being calm majors, I feel like we listen we listen to and watch more than just the words that are being mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. And it seemed very much like she was running the conversation. But with that said, there's also this like unspoken story that feels like is not being told within this conversation. And I think that comes down to, because um, Will kept saying, I'm going to get you back for it. Like, jokingly, he's like, oh, it's okay. I'll get you back for it. And she's like, you actually did get me back for it, like, a few times. And oh, so in wow. my mind, I'm like, well, he probably slept with people too. But I think the difference is this guy who, who had a relationship with Jada came out and talked about it. So that agreement that it was going to be unspoken is now dissolved and mm-hmm. they're like, able to speak on it. If Will had relationships with any women, I'm sure that agreement is still kind of in place. So it would be wrong on his part just because of her situation to come out and be like, well, I did sleep with this person. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but there are those like longstanding rumors that they have been in an open relationship. And so I don't think that this surprised anybody. I think it's the way that they've like uh, talked about it after that is a, a little more, like, uncomfortable sure. than the idea of them being in an open marriage. Right. Yeah. Well, okay, a couple things. When you said that I didn't need permission from Jada's mouth, uh-huh. when Will was like, I gave you permission, yeah. I feel like she kind of did. Will didn't say he gave her permission. But regardless, yeah. I think that you do need permission, because outside of that, then the relationship is no longer... 
Well, they did say both of them agreed that they thought the relationship was over. But they I mean, were like, like at that point, I thought we weren't getting totally. Back but I mean, like for her to say that, I can understand like her saying that in the sense of like I'm my own being. I don't need permission mm-hmm. to do that. But I'm like, but in a relationship, there's that unspoken word that we're committed to each other. So yeah. you would kind of need permission to go outside of that, or the rules of the relationship don't exist. So that I'm like, yeah, you kind of do need permission, but not in the sense of like I'm an independent woman. Right. Yes, you are, but you right. are dependent on this relationship. If you're talking about someone, you're mutually agreeing to be Mm -hmm. with right um but secondly i guess like to me i don't care (laughs) about their not that i don't care in the sense like i love that this is coming out because i i I think it's like a cool way to um i love when there's things are different against the status quo right like everyone has this idea of what marriage should be like but who's to say that one marriage is better or right or wrong right and i'm like yeah if that works for you i think that's a bigger testament to who you are as a person because just because these rules are written doesn't mean they have to be followed mm-hmm. and when you write a rule that means that it puts a label on what's good what's bad what's right what's wrong when that is not the case of life it's just either this or that and there's no judgment behind that and i hate that I feel like the reason why they probably are so hush-hush about it is because, one, they're in the public eye, and mm-hmm. when you're famous, you have to have a certain branding quality to be likable in order right. for you to stay and work. So I get why this would be hush-hush, but I just wish people in America were just like, who gives a shit? Like, mm-hmm. their relationship has nothing to do with you and your values, and if you feel invested enough to get upset about it, like, why? You know? Because whether right. I agree or not, it doesn't matter to me. Because I'm like, if that's what happiness is for you guys, and you have that predisposed conversation of like, yeah, this is good for us, then who gives a shit? And that's what I mean, like, I don't care. Because I'm like, I care in the sense of hell yeah, but I don't care in the sense of like, why is this news? Like, I I get why it's news because it's so, you know... Well, they've been together 25 years now. But this is probably why. So, But what I'm saying is the reason it's news to people is like they've... They're this... um, not idealistic, but they're this representative of like a long-term couple to the American public now because they've been in the public eye together so long. Um, And this guy, he's also way younger than Jada, by the way. His name is August Elsina. Oh, so you got it. Yeah, he's an American singer. thank God. I I know, I know. I got I know, that's why I jumped in. It's just, I already edit this. I don't want to be going back having to fucking put more shit. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, August Elsina, and he's an American singer. Okay. Um, See, but I love that because to me... How I see, like, I don't, again, I've never been in an open relationship, so I don't know if it would actually work or not for me, but I feel like for me, I have a lot of needs in my own life, and if my partner saw that I can't give you what you need from me being who I am in this relationship, but I love you enough to understand that you know what you need, and I can be on this journey with you, and we can have an open conversation, I feel like that's kind of beautiful, Mm -hmm. Um, because I think it's, it's like, it, it, It's hard because, yes, people, that idea of, like, that monogamous committed relationship is, like, you're going to only be with me. We should always be together, da 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 But then sometimes, like, I, I personally think, like, it's not bad to go outside of that because, realistically, one person can't be your true and holy savior. Yeah, well, I mean, a lifetime together is a very long time. Like, 100%. a very long time. 25 years is a very long yeah, time. Yeah, and the difference is, like, be miserable get a divorce or just cheat and not telling each other when really you can have that open conversation be like, Hey, this is where I feel like I'm missing in this relationship. If you want this to work, we have to pick it up in this way, whether that is from you or not. Mm -hmm. I'm here to commit to you still. Yeah. You know, let's work it out or whatever. Well, and the reason that I wanted to bring this conversation up more than any other, um, in our fruit roll up is I've ironically had this conversation a few times over the the past like week or two with gay men. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think there's this struggle with accepting 
with some some gay men accepting the idea of an open relationship because there's this um, almost what some people have described as like an expectation that we're supposed to be okay with open relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's an expectation. I just think that gay men have been seen in open relationships far more than straight couples. And so I think that this is a really positive represent- representation of whether it's an open relationship mm-hmm. or they were separated and did whatever with somebody else. It's this representation of like marriage's struggle mm-hmm. at some point, mm-hmm. at any point. Um, and you have to be willing to try different routes to fix it if you want to fix it, mm-hmm. you know? And Jada went on to say like, there was a point where she started realizing sort of like what her relationship with Will mean meant both meant and means to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she started figuring things out for herself. And at that point, August decided to cease all communication. And she was like, so the only, she was like, the only thing that's weird to me is like, now this is coming out in the news from him, like four years later, like what was the catalyst for mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. Um, because we finished this relationship, mm-hmm. like that was a while ago kind of thing. Um, but I think it just brings up a good conversation for people to have for themselves and in any relationship that they may be in. Um, Because even if you're in a quote-unquote healthy, committed, monogamous, long-term relationship at this point, you don't know what the future will hold for you, you know? And I think part of it, there's a couple things with that. Like, being gay, we alone are, like, pushing against society as far as how we should love each other so i think Mm -hmm. that's why it happens more in gay world Mm -hmm. because there's no rules on how to be a gay person when there's a ton a ton of rules on how to be a straight successful couple whether that's through religion or movies or whatever but i also think that there's that romantic romanticization is that the right word they romanticize being monogamous and so i think in american society specifically you just think oh my god this is my true goal and Mm -hmm. you know that gets reinforced by um religion which a lot of people have that moral foundational level of you know yeah and i think people just like kind of go with that and we don't second guess it because it's just quote unquote the way of life yeah yeah (laughs) but i mean i think it's huge you know when people expand their their thought um and again this is like not me saying like everyone should be in an open relationship but i love that people pick a lane that is right for them and just commit to it based off of what they need in life because i think as, in essence, you'll get way more out of life if you look for the things you need rather than the things that you're told you should need. Right. So the other thing that I wanted to bring up, this it's more like gossip kind of. I love it. Um, I love gossip. Without like solid proof, I feel. Um, well, we're really factual here yeah. at Fruit yeah. Snacks. So. <laughs> um, but it's the Wayfair scandal. Ooh. And if you don't know, Wayfair is like a, an online furniture kind of store, um, like a world market yeah. or whatever. Um, so people have been posting photos and this is why I say it's gossip because anybody can Photoshop a photo, but there have been multiple photos. It's like a conspiracy realistic. Yeah. Of, um, like big cabinets being sold on Wayfair, almost like storage cabinets that are named after they have like girls names and they're listed at like almost $15,000. Even more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there was a photo of $10,000 pillows with the name of a girl who went missing. And I guess you said people have been calling Wayfair and they're saying, well, the conspiracy is that people think that Wayfair is in like a sex trafficking ring. And they're like, if you buy this, it's like their way of showing you that like, you know, Uh 
whatever sex like like for instance like the fourth of july just passed and people have these huge fucking fireworks and you're like how the fuck are you getting these fireworks mm-hmm. which i found out that i guess people on craigslist yeah, yeah they'll post like oh new ps4 but then have fireworks in the background and yeah. that's their way of signaling like you can buy fireworks here without saying so people are trying to say wafer is doing something similar where it's yeah. like a storage but cabinet like sex trafficking, sex trafficking. Yeah. and so people called wayfair to, to try to buy this cabinet to see how much it is and people who work at Wayfair and they're like recording this on speakerphone they're like oh I don't think I see this like that pricing's wrong like da 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 and so the people call the company that Wayfair bought the cabinet from to buy mm. it directly from the company and the company's like no that is definitely not the price of it it's like only a grand or whatever and I guess Wayfair has changed the name of the cabinet name uh. to the women so Wayfair doesn't know why it's like that and then the company that right. actually makes cabinets don't know why it's like that so I have no clue but what if you need like a code word to buy it <laughs> like they're not gonna sell it to you unless you say like something specific right. I've been watching a lot of action mission impossible type <laughs> movies and like there's always a code word right um, but it's just that I, I don't love falling into conspiracy theories but I think some of them are really interesting like we watched the Mandela effect uh, yeah. this week and I have been like so I've been telling everybody about it because I think it's so interesting um just a quick like description of it it's basically this like collective agreement that something exists one way when there's no truth or reality behind that yeah um but we all sort of just like move forward in life um or at least most of us do assuming or thinking of something one way yeah when in reality it's another yeah um, like Mandela yeah. effect came from Nelson Mandela where people thought he died in the 80s when really he died more recent yeah. and everyone collectively was like wait he's still alive or like the way Fruit, Fruit Loops is spelled it's actually F-R-O-O-T yeah. instead of F-R-U-I-T but when you think about it on the box you're like no it's always been Fruit Loops like a normal Fruit yeah. Loop but uh, apparently not so that's like Mandela just look it up because it'll make you go down a rabbit oh my hole God, for should sure. we change the way we spell fruit snacks and like freak people out <laughs> Well, if you say it on here, they're going to know. Oh, true. Steve, we need new stickers. Um, uh, I just have two more hot topics. Oh, my God. This Um, fruit roll-up is so long. I know. I love it. Um, So the other is actually really sad, um, and it's still pending, but the disappearance of Naya Rivera Mm. from Glee. Mm -hmm. Um, For those who don't know, she took her four-year-old son out on a boat. She rented a boat in Lake Piru, which is in Southern California, um, took him out for an afternoon of boating and somebody found her son who's four sleeping on the boat without Naya Rivera. And he said that they went swimming and then she put him back on the boat and she continued swimming and then never came back. And they've been searching for her body since. And that was earlier this week. And her life vest was in the boat still, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. She had no life vest on. I mean, but... I hope that that's not the case. How, like, literal lifetime movie scary yeah, sad is Yeah, that? and they... um there's there's there have been stories written since her disappearance on the like uh spooky ookiness if you will of lake piru like things Uh. have tragically happened there um like they say there's a lot of like whirlpools and undertides like under the water um so they're still searching for her body but like how sad and how tragic that would be so hard to find a body in a lake like that though i know yeah (sighs) yeah um, Could you imagine how many dead bodies are at the bottom of a oof, lake, though? I was so I was on BuzzFeed, you know, a really credible source, and um, 
it was like that phobia of like water. Uh, Ugh, am I gonna have to put that in the fruit no. facts? Okay, there's you a guys... phobia of water. It exists. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Clearly, Look it we're, up. we're like really good at running this <laughs> podcast. Like we don't even want to <laughs> fact check anything. We're just putting all these lies out. Anyways, um, it's just like the fear of like the unknown underneath. And so then they were talking about scuba divers and what they found and how eerie it's been. And um, they keep finding stuff like that. Like on one of the lakes, they found a stretcher. Like, just in the water. They found, like, remnants of other things. I don't know. I'm telling the story I have fears of water that I can't see. I always think I'm going to look down and see, like, a shark coming at me. See, the ocean doesn't scare me like that. Oh, terrifies me. But the lake does. Like, still water grosses me out. Because I just think of, like, think about, like, being in a bathtub. And then you just keep getting it out of the same water without draining it. That's what a lake does. I mean, I guess the ocean's the same. But because it's so vast. Yeah. And, like, a lot of animals, like, like eat. And, and like, there's, like, ecosystems. So the bacteria kind of cleans it and filters it. But in a lake, I'm, like, I'm sure it's the same in a lake. I mean, the same same kind of exists. I know. But still, it just grosses me out. Yeah. Like, um, especially when you go on the lake and it's, like, muddy as you're stepping out. I was going to say, that. you're thinking of, like, Lake Piru where it's, I don't know that Lake Piru is man-made, but more of, like, a man-made lake versus, like, Lake Michigan, which stretches between states. Like, but that's still, a giant lake. still. Oh. Gross. Um, I actually hated oceans when I first moved out of Illinois because I had grown up in freshwater, not salt mm. water. So salt water, like, really fucking grossed me out. But honestly, like... Being in the Pacific Ocean, it's super marine that you're like walking in, and I hate when you're walking in and like seaweed touches you. Yeah, 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 I don't like it. I don't like it. Seaweed grows in lakes too. No, I know, but I just mean like the way the current moves and stuff. You just like things are attacking you. It Uh freaks me out. But I think because the ocean is so vast and like unknown, like there's still so much about it we don't know. Um, uh, that's what scares me more. Like I never know what's gonna come at me. I kind of want to just like drown in the ocean and just sink to the bottom i know isn't that weird no i don't want to do that but i hear drowning is really peaceful so i could see that people always like how is drowning peace like how would they know and i'm like bitch people drown and get revived okay (laughs) they're like oh i'm like yeah because you probably (laughs) listening we're about to ask the same fucking thing (laughs) caught (laughs) okay last so mad okay (laughs) last thing um this one's a little more controversial but it is the jk rowling scandal Mm. um you know a little bit more on that origin of like how you read how it started yes. earlier. So um, J.K. Rowling kind of made a statement about like being a woman and how people who don't menstruate aren't women. And she was arguing biologically like that is the case. But then people were saying that's like so... Anti-trans. Yeah, anti-trans because people who identify as women who were, are naturally in a man's body that transition can't, you know menstruate obviously but then they still are women internally yeah um so the biggest issue there i believe to be that it wasn't just like a one-time post like she keeps going at it mm -hmm. so i went to her twitter page just a bit ago and there was a a post that she had put up just recently and it was saying it was an article about a trans man who was detransitioning back to be a woman Mm mm-hmm and it was sort of this blanket, like, like she quoted the person in the article and, um, and it was sort of this blanket, like, see, like they're proving my point mm-hmm. kind of thing. And all the comments were like, you really just don't quit, do you? And, uh, you and I have both been listening to you're making it worse, mm-hmm. which is another podcast. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about this on there and they made a good point. They were like, literally all she has to do is shut up. Like, just stop posting, stop making comments about something you have no, um, like, knowledge on or in. 
and this would like slowly start to go away, but um, I think where I struggle most with this controversy is all the people now boycotting Harry Potter, which is so much bigger than J.K. Rowling. And I understand that at the end of the day, buying into anything that is Harry Potter is still benefiting J.K. Rowling, but you're also benefiting all the people that worked on that with mm-hmm. her. Um and there and are so many before al- you continue yeah. though but like a lot of the actors did speak up against against her, her like daniel radcliffe yeah and all of them, yeah. yeah and um there's uh, there are so many lgbtq plus people um who have related to harry potter 100 who have looked up to jk rowling for always including like gay people specifically more so gay people mm-hmm. as i see now like the the biggest wizard Dumbledore yeah. and what's uh, the bad one in Fantastic Beasts? Oh, uh, yeah, Johnny Depp's character. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we're really killing it with these facts today. Um, they were in a couple, in like in a relationship, right? Like a, so yeah, she's always sort of supported the idea that um, Hogwarts or the Wizarding yeah. Wizarding oh my God Wizard. Wizarding world had a place for LGBT, LGBT people. Um, no, LG LG right. <laughs> Q-I-A, not... Literally. Not the T. <laughs> um, and that's sort of where I struggle because I don't think that her voice should represent this world that she's built for people to escape to. And I think that's what it was. It was an escape for a lot of people mm-hmm. to get out of maybe tumultuous tumultuous or um, like, uh, not vile, what's the word I'm looking for? Like... Um, Just problematic. Pro- thank you. Like, out of their problematic realities. But the thing with this, though, is that, like, if you look at the bigger picture, and I'm not trying to give her a pass, but I guess this is the more compassionate side of me. Grindelwald is his name. Grindelwald, yes. Um, uh, Thank you for coming in with these facts, girl. Yeah, I got you. Like, ugh. (laughs) People are like, why are you even doing a podcast if you hate it so much? (laughs) So relieved, though. I know, seriously. No, I like doing the podcast. You know what? Who cares? Anyways. (laughs) Um... I'm just going to say this, like, based off of the last conversation we had in our last episode with Unfollowed. Like, I don't think that people should keep getting canceled. I just think, again, she hasn't gone through an experience for her to make the connection. Clearly, she is LGB positive, positive yeah. you know, by writing Dumbledore and Grindelwald as, like, gay leading characters. Um, she's always spoken up about gay things and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I think in the in the right sense, she's, like, has done a lot for the world and like enlightening people and you know doing that representation matters and stuff like that but i think being a woman she struggles with her identity within that because she feels like i am a woman and that's different than being a trans woman and i think she's like i should be able to acknowledge that Mm -hmm. but i don't think she's articulating herself in a way that is appropriate again this is all this this is probably a subsect of what i'm basing it off of yeah because i don't know all the trans stuff that she said Granted, also me saying that I'm not agreeing with what she's saying, okay? Yeah. Just to be clear, like, I, I do think it is very problematic. But with that said, I think the conversation should be more of, like, let 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 us help her understand why it is problematic rather than, like, being like, you're canceled, bitch. Stop, you yeah, know? Yeah. I think it's fair to have these conversations. And like like you said, I agree. She could do nothing and just shut mm-hmm. the fuck up and it, will be, it wouldn't be an issue. But then, again, like maybe this dialogue needs to happen between the public and her in order for other people to understand. Cause mm-hmm. maybe other people are feeling similarly to her. And I feel like that's how change is generated is to have these open conversations without judgment or fear of like being ostracized. Cause I think this is why we don't talk about things like this is cause people are worried about getting canceled. And it's like, I, I understand why people are upset with her, but I also think like there's a better way of articulating your point without having to like really 
make her feel bad for what she thinks her reality is. Well, she actually just recently signed an open letter, um, which was also signed by like Margaret Atwood, who Mm -hmm. wrote The Handmaid's Tale, um, and a bunch of other artists and and, uh, literaturists um, basically calling for an end to cancel culture. And that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, I know. And the fact that she's on it right now during this scandal is like uh, not helpful. Right. But you guys all know our opinion on that. Like, just be accountable I, for yeah, what you Yeah, accountable, and like, but not cancel. Literally, like, I don't agree with like say. throwing out your Harry Potter books because yeah. of this. You know, like the Harry Potter series stands for so much more than her current outlook on this. Um, but even still, I guess people can do that based off of like the whole argument with Chick-fil-A and you. I always use that as an example because for you, you don't eat Chick-fil-A because of the anti-gay stuff they do. And it's benefiting people who support that anti-gay message. And so people can feel the same way about Harry Potter. And yes, it like helps all these people. Because like if you think about it, gay people work at Chick-fil-A. So you could say the same thing of like, I'm buying yeah. Chick-fil-A to support these gay employees or Equinox or whatever. Uh-huh. But realistically, it's like the same thing. So whether you throw out Harry Potter, don't eat at Chick-fil-A, don't sign up for Equinox or whatever, that's your own prerogative. But again, like everyone should be okay with the values they stand by. And uh-huh. if your value is like, let me help these employees, that's one thing. Yeah. But I don't think you should like all do. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with it, but you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like just pick what's right mm-hmm. for yourself. Yeah. Fruit fly, don't bother me. Fruit fly, don't bother me. Fruit fly, don't bother me. Since I have gone back to flying this week, we decided to just jump right back into our old ways of a fruit fly. Because <laughs> we haven't done a fruit fly in a long time because we haven't been flying in so many weeks or months. I told you, I literally forgot we had a segment. <laughs> not not a segment called fruit fly, but I forgot we had like a, a little ditty, a, a little, little song. A little song, yeah. yeah. Um, we're actually going to use this and transition into our next topic, but um, we're just going to keep them all in one segment instead of doing a separate fresh fruit. But it all makes sense when we get into it. So no worries there. Uh-huh. Um, so I just got back to flying this past this past week. Yeah. And it's so weird to fly again. I kind of like love it, but hate it. I love the fact that there's a sense of ease with it. I know that sounds weird to be flying in a pandemic where you can catch something that can kill you. But um, I feel like weirdly calm about it because like we can park across the street at the airport. <laughs> there's no traffic. There's no one in the fucking airport. All the stores are open. So like getting in line at Starbucks, I don't have to wait. Everything oh, yeah. is just like a breeze. Are all of your terminal stores open? Mm-hmm. Oh, and ours, the only thing that's open is Jersey Mike's and Starbucks. Everything is pretty much open. Their hours Jersey are... Mike's? Is that right? Mm-hmm. The sub store? Mm-hmm. Jersey John's. Jimmy, jo- Jimmy oh, John's. Oh, Jimmy John's, Jersey, Jersey Mike's. Mike's. Yeah, we have Jersey Mike's and Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> this pandemic is really doing a number on us. <laughs> um, but it's just weird because, like, flying-wise... Like, people shouldn't be flying, but I'm like, at least I have a job, so there's that. But then again, it's like, you're like, I get irritated with people out because I'm like, mm-hmm. you're dumb. But I will say that the people who are flying currently are coming out of the woodworks, okay? <laughs> They're the weirdest fucking people ever. Like, just so, oh, I just can't. I can't. They're all trying to go ride Space Mountain. Yes, that's a very good <laughs> analogy. They're the Space Mountain riders where they just don't have an idea or a yeah. sense of, like, why they should be out. But... I just bring this up as a fruit fly because there's like three different people that fly on the plane now. Um, everyone has to be required to wear a face mask. Mm-hmm. That's like known fact. Policy. Policy and like yeah. everywhere. And 
again, like I was saying earlier, like, yes, it might be uncomfortable. Yes, it might get a little bit difficult to breathe, not impossible, but like, you're just not used to having like a face mask on. So that's like where people freak out. Maybe they feel claustrophobic, whatever the case is, but it's, it's fine. Like you can yeah. manage it. Um, but with that said, there's like three different people. The first set of people are my favorite, where they just follow the instructions, <laughs> do what they have to. They understand uh-huh. it's a pandemic. They understand that these are rules, that you don't need to fight it. They're just happy to get from point A to point literally, B. Literally, and people get so upset about wearing a mask because, like, they're like, this is my right again. But I'm like, you have to wear shoes, shoe, shirts. You have to go through security. Like, there's all these rules to fly, and it's a privilege. So, like, you wearing a mask isn't infringing on your rights because mm-hmm. you, you follow all those other rules before getting on the plane. So why can't you just wear a mask, right. too? Right. Like taking off your shoes to go through security, you know, you're not mm-hmm. making a big hub of blue about that, but it's like, well, yeah, if you're trying to participate, you do, but we just all suffer through it. Exactly. And if like, you're trying to participate in this form of business, then you do what mm-hmm. the rules are. So, and honestly, if you really don't want to do it, just have like enough snacks to last you the whole flight. Cause you don't have to wear them when you're eating. Just fucking eat the whole no, fucking flight and drink and the shut whole up. flight. Yeah. <laughs> But so that's number one, my favorite, where they're just doing what they need to. They understand. I signed up for this. I get it. la di da da Then there's the second person who is on the opposite realm who's like, like I was saying, these are my rights. I'm annoyed. I'm irritated. Mm-hmm. I can't breathe. I have a doctor's note, blah, blah, blah. Like, we have to have everyone re- required to wear it over your nose and mouth. Yeah. But people will bring it, bring it down under their nose. And it's, like, annoying because, like, I personally don't give a shit. I'm, like, yeah. I have a mask on. I'm not going to help you if you do that. Whatever. But we're, we have to go up and be, like, hey, can you please cover your nose? And, like, to me, I, again, like, I'm saying, I don't care. Um, I don't know if that's me being irresponsible. But I'm, like, I take the precautions I need to if right. you feel the need to take your nose out to get a little more comfortable for a couple seconds. I'm, like okay, I'll just make sure that I don't walk past you or Mm -hmm. wash my hands. But then again, like social distancing, no matter how much you try, you're in a tube with recycled air. And like, yes, you might not be sitting next to someone, but someone's behind you, someone's in front of you. So if they sneeze, that shit's going in the air. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if you're going to catch something without wearing a mask, you're going to catch something regardless. Are you guys still social distancing? We are, yeah. Yeah. Um, But regardless, uh, yeah, people, they don't sit people next to us in our jump seats and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyways, um. That's number two, right? The people who are kind of, like, fighting it. And then number three are the super paranoid bitches who will stop me and be like, hey, they're not wearing their masks. Ew, like tattletales? Little tattletales. Or they're like, hey, so they're done eating over there. Can you please have them put their mask back on? Or, hey, that person's sleeping. Their mask slipped off. Can you please tell them to wake up and put it back on? And I'm in my head like, girl, you're the one with an issue. And you also are a grown-ass adult. You have every right to do that, too, if it bothers you. <laughs> like, leave me alone. I'm trying to read a book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say that flying has been really easy because we don't fucking do service like we used to. There's yeah. no cooked food. I literally finished service within the first 10 minutes of the flight. Like, yesterday, I was flying from D.C. And I just handed out bottles of water. Everyone else brings their own shit because, like, I don't want to touch anything. And then I'm like, hey, I have a basket of snacks, which is annoying because I'm like... Fruit snacks? Like, it's like, there are fruit snacks in there, but it's like a basket of snacks and we're supposed to touch it. But normally yeah. we just hold the basket out and they grab whatever they want. And I'm like, hey, can I can I grab you any snacks? And they look at it and then they reach for it and I have to pull the basket back. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 I'm going to grab it for you. What can I get you? And they're like, oh, sorry, that's right. Every yeah. single road did it. Yeah. But again, that's like all, it takes all the five minutes to go through that experience of annoyance to like literally sit for the rest of flight. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy. But I'm like so bored and unmotivated because... I don't want to sit on a plane all day. I know. When, like, at least, like, when we're doing service, there's something to do so the flight goes by quickly and we're, like, pouring drinks, talking to people, blah, blah. But, like, during this whole pandemic, like, 
it's funny because you know these flights we get ever so often when flying was at its full capacity because like when a, when you're when you're working you're almost 100 percent guaranteed you're gonna be on a full flight and it's just like you're already right. rolling your eyes and then when you see a flight where there's only like 10 people you're like oh, this is a christmas uh-huh. miracle but then now that you only have flights that are 10 people <laughs> or i mean it's a full flight but it's like as if services for 10 people because yeah. no one wants to be bothered you're like so bored and the hardest part about flying is trying to stay awake uh-huh. so, i can only imagine on like early flights girl like yeah. i left dc at we had to be up at six which is three o'clock our time Oof. but then i had to wake up at like one o'clock our time to get ready yeah and like little things like that where i'm just like dying to stay awake i'm literally complaining about stuff that really is not a problem but but it is a difference it is a difference um, but from, you know me, I love when I'm going to work, I want to work. I don't mm-hmm. want to just make easy money. Yeah. That's why it's hard for me to sit on unemployment. Cause I'm like, this is kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not in the sense of like, I want to feel like I'm earning money by doing something. I don't care. I, I would love to take free money, but I just want to do something yeah. whether it's like making productive. money or not. Yeah. You're a productive person. Yes. And yeah. I don't feel productive on the plane at all. So I'm like, ugh, this is killing me softly. Mm-hmm. If I was with people that I flew with that I enjoyed their company, I would it be wouldn't like, be a yeah. big thing. Yeah. You know, if we flew together, I'd be like, yeah, it's fine. Play phase 10. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but I'm flying with people I never have met and like don't want to talk to. It's like, oh, just leave me alone, Diane. <laughs> she actually was, her name was Diane. She was actually really nice. What was like, her last lady. name and employee number? <laughs> Smithers14667. Oh, you always go for Smithers. Because <laughs> it's an easy name. <gasps> but, like, just leave it at Smith. Why Smithers? I, because Smithers sounds more realistic. If I said Smith, you guys would be like, oh, that's not real. But <laughs> Diane Smithers? Like, come on. That sounds realistic. <laughs> but let's transition. I know. Okay. Sorry that the fruit fly is so boring, but, like, literally, it's boring. Okay? That's just giving you a very Ooh. easy depiction. Look at you yawning. That's how- <laughs> That's how I feel, girl. Um, But just transitioning into, like, the next topic, because I feel like it's obviously on our mind. Um, Both of our companies, it's, like, pretty much projected that we're both going to get furloughed by the end of September, which means we're going to lose our job. And indefinitely. And people are, like, taking – they're offering early outs. They're talking about voluntary furloughs where you have to be gone for a certain amount of time, stuff like that. Like, what do you think you're going to do, Shane? Um, Actually, I started submitting today because the deadline is tomorrow for – a permanent early out. Which means you're no I'm longer going to be a flight attendant. Correct. How yeah. does that make you feel? Weird. Uh, like, when I was doing the process today, I was like, this is so easy compared to how hard it was to become a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just over, you know? And it's... But with that being said, there's no part of me that feels like... Uh, like, our, our friend Chikaro kept saying, but I want to go back and, like, fly one more time. Like, I want to have, like, a like a goodbye flight. And I'm mm-hmm. like, girl, I don't give two shits about a goodbye flight. Yeah. Like, uh, goodbye flight. You want to sit on a jump seat to no, be like, wow, this is my last time. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, on the bright side, there's so much benefits in the package that I'm taking uh-huh. for this early out that I still have all the benefits for the, the next five years of this job without having to do the job. The only thing that like started kind of making me nervous today is like with being a flight attendant obviously we have so much flexibility and i because of weddings that got pushed this year into next year have three or four weddings next year that i know of and i'm like well the flights aren't the issue now because i have those benefits but like if i have a real job do i have to like request days (laughs) off like you know what i mean it's so weird to think that way now but then with that said so many jobs are now remote that like you know and i don't know what you know what 
the next six months even looks like for me. But, um, but with all that being said, I don't feel I've had enough time to feel like I'm making the right decision for Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird because like, uh, as you, since we work for different companies, our rollout of like our options are coming out. And it's funny because people are like, what are you going to do, Brian? Like, are you going to take the voluntary furlough or are you going to take a We're hard- all leaning on each other to like figure out what we should do. <laughs> I know. Everyone's like, what are you doing? Like, are you guys taking this? Are you not? Because I feel like the fear is that people take it and then we come back to normal way quicker. And then now you're asked out of a job and you can't find a new one. But I'm like, yeah. you'll find re- right. regardless whether you see or right. not, you're going to make it work because you have to. Um but yeah, people are like, what are you going to do? And most of the people that have asked me that I think are wanting me to say I'm I'm leaving as well. Mm. Just so that everyone's like, yeah, me too. A little more calm, yeah. Um, but I was like, I'm just going to write it out. Yeah. And they're like, really? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, if you take an early out or uh, a voluntary furlough, they'll pay for your benefits. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, so you're going to lose your benefits if you're involuntarily forced. And I was like... Okay. Trying to convince you so they can convince themselves. Literally. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, are you, why are you going to do that? I was like, hey, if you made sense for why you decided to yeah. do it, cool. I'm not asking you for your input on why I'm making my decision, right. you know? Because um, to me, I'm like, I don't mind flying. I don't really, I don't think this is going to be a long term thing, like right. mentally as far as a fulfilling thing, but I don't mind for it to be a right now thing. And I don't know if I, I like, obviously I've been looking into things to do outside yeah. of flying. Cause I know that that's a reality, but I'm not like I, with me, I don't like making drastic decisions until I have to, in the mm-hmm. sense of like, I like to transition into things. Right. So I don't know, but I guess my, my question, my question is like, how are you feeling about potentially needing to find another job and what job do you think that would be? Um, there's always this like excitement that comes with finding a new job. And I feel like I've done it a lot in my life. Mm-hmm. So I, I start to like look forward to it almost. Um, it's like our, the our gig life. <laughs> yeah. But then the stresses of the new normalities that come with that right. new job are what stress me out where like, I just don't know how all of what will be is going to compare to what has been for mm-hmm. me for the past mm-hmm. two years. Um, because we do have a very easy life in the mm-hmm. sense of like the job is easy. It keeps um, us not stable. always like mentally and physically, yeah. but uh, in terms of like hours or whatnot, but it's it is it is easy and um the lifestyle can be easy if you work hard enough to make it that mm-hmm. way um but i've also had this huge lack of fulfillment and that i think comes from everything being so easy i'm like there's no challenge i don't mm-hmm. feel like i'm overcoming anything personally like even in terms of traveling i feel like i'm so exhausted from the job that i don't enjoy my travels the way as if I like saved up for a trip right and then like went for a week versus like 12 hours right it's almost like that gratitude where like if you work towards it you feel more Mm -hmm. grateful for it but if it's just like yeah waking up you're like "Eh." and I I mean I do want us to clarify like I'm very grateful to have had this opportunity and to still have the opportunity to travel at my leisure Mm -hmm. for the next few years with this early out um but I think I'm just ready for more of like a mental, emotional, intellectual stimulation. For sure. Um, what that looks like specifically for me, um, I've been reaching out to people about finding connections at the Trevor Project. Mm. Um, because I think at the end of the day, I always go back to two things, Disney and advocacy. Disney, because to this day, like we, I've talked about before on the podcast, it just always has been my favorite job that I've ever had and despite it being such a large corporation, I really believe in how they make people feel at the end of the day. And that's always been important to Mm -hmm. 
um, but advocacy because that's obviously direct. Um, it, it's a job that directly affects the well-being of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Trevor Project is always sort of like stuck out as this. Uh, we're trying to do better by like the younger people and like Setting future the future generations. Up, yeah. yeah. Um, which I love. And there's already positions within the company where I'm like, if I started at an entry-level position, there are positions that I would be aiming to work towards, which I don't really think I've entered many jobs with that mentality. Like a flight attendant. I've right, never there's... entered my company and been like, oh, I want to work up to this uh-huh. position. I'm like, I'll just be a flight attendant. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like like there's no growth yeah. possibilities. There but... is growth possibility, but none that I'm working towards. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and with this... Like, it is a nonprofit, and so everybody's like, oh, money's, like, not the... And I'm like, I know I've worked in nonprofits, but there are things that I feel like I'd be working towards, right. and that is exciting for me. Right. Um, so Trevor Project specifically, but it it's hard because something like Disney, as big as they are, probably won't be hiring for a really long yeah. time right now. Um, and I was actually talking to somebody who works for Disney, and he brought up a good point. He was like we may be holding on to i mean they've obviously cut people like everybody else but he's like the jobs that we're holding on to right now might be cut in a year from now when mm-hmm. they're really seeing the impact of finances and they're like time to cut more you know what i mean so it might just keep dwindling but a company like the trevor project or like any organizations that represent somebody especially like life-saving organizations mm-hmm. um are a necessity even right now during a pandemic where right. you know um so I'm I'm hoping for like some benefit there, but it's like you have to find a thing that satisfies satisfies or like benefits the new normal. And I think yeah. every company is trying to find out what the necessity is. But you I know, also, through I, a pandemic, new jobs are gonna pop up. New yeah. posi- you know what I mean? Yeah. Like things that aren't weren't needs before are gonna be needs now. Totally. Yeah. I also love that um, they're based in both LA and New York, mm. and I can travel for free on my own. Like they yeah. don't need to pay for me. So like the idea that I could potentially work from either side is like kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've been eerily calm about this whole entire situation. Like to say that I'm, I don't care is overstating it, but like just to blatantly say it is like, I I don't care in the sense that like, if I get furloughed, I'll figure it out. If I don't get furloughed, cool. You know, like, which like, however the, yeah, like however the, the pendulum falls or swings, I'm like, okay, cool. Like we'll, we'll play with it. But I feel like that's just me being resourceful because I, I'm used to, like you saying, getting new things and when things hit you hard, like just figuring it out. So it doesn't scare me. Um, And I guess the the calmness makes me reevaluate how I actually feel because there's Mm. clearly no emotional investment. And that is a sign that I'm like probably not in a position to like fight for it. Fight for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I don't have the things. And and the thing is, is like say things go awry, we get furloughed and I have to find a new job. I don't mind doing another meaningless job in the meantime Mm -hmm. just to, to... create stability of finances right. whether that's being like a server or whatever like i really would wouldn't mind doing that because there's that normalcy that i kind of yeah. feel like i'm lacking in my life um especially like with flying like going on this trip this last week like i forgot how annoying it is to actually mm-hmm. go on a trip yeah. not because of the trip itself like once you're on the trip it's easy but the prep to it like knowing what to pack for yeah. what days of the what time of the day you're waking up on each day so you know what kind of food mm-hmm. like do i need breakfast and okay you're like okay i need two breakfasts for a three-day trip i need you know a dinner on this plane i'm 
flying this long, so I need to pack a lunch for this. How hungry am yeah. I going to be? You know, like all those thoughts. And you're like, okay, in this city, the weather's this. In this city, the weather's uh-huh. that. In this city, the weather's this. This is what I need to pack for. Okay, am I going to go to the gym? Am I working out? <laughs> what am I going to do? Literally all of like, it. And it's just like, this is all before you even check in. Yeah. Once you figure it all out and check in, you're like, oh, it's money. Yeah. Like you already know what you need. But you're like, okay, do I need to like buy more shampoo for uh-huh. my travel bottle? You know, it's I just know. like all yeah. this, like, okay, what yeah. face care do I need to take? What kind of climates am I going into? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, you could be lazy about it, but I'm like, I want I want to feel like I'm comfortable when yeah. I'm flying. So it's like all those things go into mind. And I'm like, oh, it would be nice just to wake up, put take a shower, put on clothes, go drive down the street five minutes from now, do a quick four or five hour shift and yeah. then come home. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that kind of does excite me until it won't anymore. Then I'll figure uh-huh. out the next step. But it's weird. And, you know, like people are like, well, you're so smart. Not people say that. <laughs> You people are like idiot. we love you you're so smart <laughs> no but i say like you're smart in the sense that yeah. like on paper i have a degree um right. i have a master's degree why am i not using it but again it's like i don't feel like the things that i have currently are pushing me into those realms mm-hmm. so i'm like whatever but then also like i was saying earlier that i might go into life coaching and i'm taking a yeah. certification course now and i feel like with all that said of the pandemic and everything the universe naturally puts me on a trajectory that I don't see until I'm in it. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of where my life is. is right. that there's this trajectory trajectory where I think there's going to be a big life change, but I'm not going to force it. I'm just open to the gifts that the universe is giving me. And I'm yeah. like, okay, let's just put them in line. Um, and the answers are there. So that's what I'm hopefully trusting in. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm being hippy dippy voodoo, witch, stupid, but <laughs> I, guess I mean, we'll the good out. news is after this course, you can coach yourself through anything. <laughs> um, but it's funny because I tell my, my friends, they're like, oh, what are you going to do? And I, I explain kind of this life coaching. And they're like, what is that? And I'm just like, well, I just kind of like get hired to help people problem solve. And, so, and they're like, oh, my God, you'd be so good at that. Yeah. I was going to say something similar when I mentioned, I keep saying the Trevor Project. I think I'm trying to like manifest that, but Trevor Project, the LA or Long Beach, like LGBTQ right. center, like anything along those lines. Everyone's like, wait, that's fitting for you because I've talked about that kind of stuff a lot. But um, with that being said, I also feel like I've often found myself in jobs where everybody else is so much more excited for the job than I am. Uh Like I was talking to a friend of mine um, from work and she's so sad about the idea of a furlough and I couldn't care less. And I'm like, what you said, that's sort of a signifier that like I'm really not invested um and it's like you need to find your life purpose and yeah. as of right now the things we're both doing are like it's it gives us a purpose but it's mm-hmm. not our purpose right you know yeah yeah um what do you think your future looks like i don't know it's <laughs> it's weird like i drove out to see our friend's new place um a couple of days ago mm-hmm. and i was driving through la and i was like if i got a job out here would i eventually like move out here mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't know i don't feel that like connection to that area the way that I do here but it's because I have so much history here so Mm -hmm. like do I start to build you know what I mean like there's so much that comes with it um uh, but I'm sort of I'm sort of just in this mindset the way that we've been through the pandemic where like you just take it each each day each day at a time because that's all you can do like I can sit here and hope and hope and hope for a job with one place or another but they might not be hiring because of everything happening. And I can't be mad about that, you know? Um, But I know like if at the end of the day, I have to pick up a job at target or, and or a coffee shop, like I will. I'm like, if I have to, I'll go work at Lowe's, collect all the motherfucking plants, (laughs) get those discounted plants, bitch, plant daddy, you know, start a YouTube channel about plants, start an Instagram girl. That's my future. (laughs) 
but it is exciting. I'll never forget. I had a professor in college and he always said, whenever there's a dip in the market or whenever there's like a recession of sorts, the one positive through that is it really provides you an opportunity to build something for yourself Uh as to where other times there's like so much competition. It's really hard to come up versus now where it's like everything is slowed down and a lot of places are quiet. So if you can find a way to like prosper yourself through that and above all of the quiet, like the stillness, like you can succeed thereafter. And that's always sort of like stuck with me because I'm Mm -hmm. like, right now is the time he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Like now is the time to take advantage of, of that stillness to sort of like be loud amongst Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I know that we've like spoken to a lot of our friends and there's like a lot of stress and anxiety Mm -hmm. when it comes to this whole thing. Do you have any insecurities when it comes to this future? Yeah. I mean, I'm quitting a job of a stable job of two years, but also with that said, more than likely I would be furloughed anyways, indefinitely. So that could be six months. It could be literally like three years. Um, so I don't feel like I'm making any like reckless decision in comparison to like staying at the job. Mm -hmm. If anything, I'm taking the security of like health benefits and travel benefits and, um, like a, a a solid like paycheck, like severance package. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm almost sort of like when I took the voluntary leave a few months ago, it was like, I was taking the reins of leaving on my own terms rather than like being pushed out the door and, and sort of like heels first, like, wait, I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. I'm like, even if I'm not ready, I'm making this decision. So I feel a little more in control of it. Um, but I think there's always like those doubts or uncertain uncertainties where like you tell people and they're like, Oh, well, what are you going to do? And it's like, well, I don't know yet, you know, but I'm, I know I trust that I'm going to figure it out. And they're like, okay. And I think that just sort of like, implants little doubts or insecurities um but i was talking to somebody else and i was like i've done this before in my life and i've always somehow made it out on the other end and right now for the first time i at least am financially stable enough and set up to last a few months after this so like i've never been in that position you know and you like you started off with the worst starting line and you were fine so it's like now you have like a little handicap to boot bump you forward and you're like oh yeah i'll still be gucci yeah yeah I feel like my, like, I, I have, <laughs> as of right now, I have this weird optimism about all of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm insecure or just depressed. <laughs> like, you know, when you're depressed, like, my emotions are you're so... You're just numb. Literally, where I'm like, <laughs> should I be upset? <laughs> and I'm just depressed. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know what emotions are. Um, but I have this weird optimism that, like, things are going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Because I always do turn out fine. Um, but even that struggle makes me excited because I'm like, I learn a lot about myself and you know, me with this year of expansion, I'm like, yeah, fucking force me into something I'm comfortable (laughs) with, bitch. Make me cry. I love it. Um, I think the only thing that I like worry about is if I lose health benefits, I don't want to have to pay out of pocket or whatever the case is. Um, cause I really rely on my health benefits, even though I'm a completely healthy individual. Mm -hmm. I just love to just go to the doctor and see what's up. (laughs) Like I like, you know, I got a CT scan once because I had gas, literally. And he's like, do you want to check your organs? And I'm like, oh, can I? And he's like, yeah. Don't scan do a, me up, doc. Don't do a CT scan. It was the most <laughs> annoying experience ever. Like, I had to drink a 32-ounce yeah. glass of fucking iodine and sit in the no. office four hours before I fucking got scanned. But regardless, that's what I'm worried about is I want to keep my health benefits because I don't want to pay for PrEP. I don't want to pay for Prozac. I don't want to pay for Retin-A, <laughs> cli- uh, Clindamycin, um, just all those things, you know? Yeah. I have like 
eczema. I want ointment for that. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? Cash um, money ointment. Um, I was going to say, that's sort of the interesting thing in all of this is uh, I understand now, and I am not making boohoo bucks by any means, but I've definitely gotten a taste of a better life than I've ever had uh-huh. where I'm like, I don't think about every purchase I make. Yeah. I'm just like, I can make it. Yeah. Like you're like, let's go to dinner. Okay. Yeah. When you're not like, this is, do I want to spend my one night out right. meal today? Right. <laughs> yeah. And I understand uh, sort of this like standard of life that I have and want for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I think moving forward, even if I find one job that will satisfy the need of like having a job, if it's not going to financially bring me to at least where I've been the past couple of years or a little further, um, and not like instantly, but Mm -hmm. potentially um, even down the road, I will also still be on the lookout for something else to sort of subsidize that standard of life or quality of living that I want to continue. and it's crazy because I never thought that way. I'm right. like, oh, like I've always kind of made it work. But at this point, like I know how to make it work, but I don't want to have to make it 100%. work. You know what I mean? No, totally. Um, and that's sort of been like a realization, even through this unemployment period where I'm like, I'm making even a little more than I was working. And now this has sort of brought that standard up even a little more where I'm like, I'm not making an insane amount of money on unemployment. It's obviously all like, I probably equaled out at my job, but I was taking getting a lot more taxes taken Mm -hmm. out. So I was just under. Um, But I'm like, even this quality of life where, you know, when I do the the math, I'm like, oh, that's not anything crazy in terms of annual income. But I just have to like plan for that. Now I have this like set standard and I'm like, okay, if I make this threshold or a little more, I'll be great. You're fine. Yeah. 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 Um, But if worse comes to worse, I know my landlord and I just won't pay rent. You I know? hear he's an asshole. Yeah, he can't. Don't pay. don't not pay rent because he'll beat your ass. I hear. Um, he he might even shit in your bed. Honestly, um, Fierce. like I said earlier though, like I feel inspired by the struggle <laughs> because when things are uncomfortable, I feel like we get or when things are comfortable, we get complacent and totally. I feel like every time I've been super comfortable, whether that's finances or anything, like I just feel like okay, what's next? I'm always on to the next thing, and I yeah. don't like that feeling. Um, so like when I like feel like there's a struggle, it gives me a sense of purpose again of finding mm-hmm. an answer and uh, like, I wish you I could like problem solve. I do. And I wish yeah. I could be complacent. Actually, I don't, but I, I guess I wish I could see what it would be like to feel complacent, completely happy. Mm. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but like our friend Jen, like if her life is like, she could go home and like chill, like even my brother actually, like as long as he can play golf, he doesn't care what the fuck he's doing for mm-hmm. a job. You know, like there might be that internal dialogue yeah. like, well, it's not everything I want to do, but like as long as I can just feel comfortable, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And with me, it's like. I have that in my life where I'm like, I have a house. It's, you know, financially it can take care of itself. I like have good company in my life as far as friendships and relationships and stuff like that. But I'm always like, okay, what next? Yeah. You know, yeah. And like even now, like I have enough plants in my house, but I'm like, what other plant could I cut and <laughs> propagate and do this shit? Oh yeah. Let's do macrame. Let's do this. Let's yeah. do that. And I'm like doing all these fucking things that like literally waste money, but I enjoy it, and yeah. a struggle will definitely bring a new set of problems to be solved, so that's maybe where this weird optimism sure comes from, but, you know, big ups to furlough. Simple things that interfere, a day, a week, a month, a year, we bring it up for a reason, simply put, the sins in season. 
gonna be first world problems. I don't care, this is privilege, but I think I need to acknowledge it. Air conditioning. <laughs> Like, mm -hmm. honestly, my house is not central air, but there is yeah. a built-in air conditioning unit in the main living room. And this is the first time that I've had, like, built-in AC in my house. No, that's a lie. When we lived in Bacara, we had it, but yeah, we, we never did. used it. But yeah. it's, like, so nice to come in after a hot day and just be like, oh, this feels so refreshing. I know. Um, especially, like, when I'm in all these humid-ass places. Like, I was in D.C., like I said, and it's, like, humid as all fucking balls mm -hmm. over there. And, like, just going into my hotel room and having AC, I was like, oh, my God. And I love sleeping with yes. the AC on. I was just going to say, when I was in Orlando, I slept so hard so every night. Hard. Because they're, they kept their apartment at, like, 69, 70 love degrees. That. And you can hear the AC blasting. So it's this, like, soothing um, um, like white noise. Yeah. Um, and you're like so cold, so you're under the weight of blankets, and it's just like, oh, Amazing. I love everything yeah. about it. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I love that. So I know it's so silly, but and I was like, I don't have an in season, but sitting here with the AC on, I'm like, oh, I feel so good. <laughs> but what's crazy is like, I grew up so normalized to the idea of central AC being everywhere. Like, I grew up in Chicago, which it's built into, at this point, a lot of houses. Which and makes sense to me. Yeah. Because the weather is so extreme. But, it's like, so extreme. living in a beach city, yeah, like, yeah. get 10 degrees higher than comfortable or 10 degrees lower than comfortable. But it's never, like, unlivable right. heat or unlivable right. cold. You're just like, oh, let me just put on a sweater or yeah. just let me put on some fans. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, like, we would vacation down in Orlando. And so it was, like, there's obviously AC everywhere mm -hmm. in, you know, Florida. And so when I came out here, I started realizing how many places don't have it or homes or apartments. Which is crazy because in, in California, you would think, oh, this is a hot state. Especially need, Southern California. Yes, you're like, yeah. you need AC, but it's not common no. in the beach towns, right, mind you. Right. And we, being in Long Beach, have been in coastal cities for a while. But Right. And we've gotten away with most of this early part of the summer, like being fine without turning exactly. it on. Um, but like yesterday after we were in the gym, I came home. And I left right away to get food, but I turned on the both ACs. And the second I walked in from getting food, I was like, oh, it feels so good. <laughs> and then it was funny because Brandon came home last night and he walked into his room and he's like, holy fuck, my room is so hot. Like, because his door, our doors were, closed, were shut to yeah. like keep the, the main space cool. And Which, like, by the yeah. way, after my three day trip, I fucking opened the door. Here's the thing, guys. Shane is a little pussy oh, ass bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> When, well, no, no, no. I, I did close your door only because of the AC. Oh, but okay. there are times when, yes, <laughs> yeah. I do. Um, my house is, uh, was built in 1908, so it's over 100 years old. <laughs> and Shane thinks ghosts are in here. I mean, so do I, but I don't care. I'm like... I'm terrified. Again, like with depression, I'm like, yeah, take me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I wish you would. You're like bitch. laying naked, sprawled out on your bed. Literally like, Earl, fuck me up. <laughs> Y'all got killed in this house. I'm like, yes, bitch, show me the way. But um, Shane always gets scared, so every time he's like home alone he like shuts everyone's door and every single door every single door and my house is not big nor is it scary it's just old. i know but the th okay so when you walk into our house you walk down the main hallway to get like my bathroom is the end of the hallway girl you act like and you pass <laughs> four doorways on your way there and i've seen way too many scary movies where people pass doorways and there's like a little girl like staring out in like from the room yeah and that's I'm like no way girl that's meredith Meredith, Meredith can stay in your room with the door closed. <laughs> so yesterday I came home and I opened the door and I was like, oh, bitch. Like exactly the same thing Brandon said. Like it is too hot in here and it smelled so funky. I was like, then I started Ew. getting insecure. I know. I was like, wait, do I smell like this? <laughs> but I think it's just because like my bathroom and everything in no, the heat. <laughs> <laughs> just so 
nutshell. It probably is. This pussy is nasty. That's probably why I've been single for six months. Okay, what's your in season? Not even Meredith wants you. No. She's like, let me out. <laughs> the ghosts are like, we good. We, we're going to leave. <laughs> That's why I'm not scared. I'm like, I haven't seen a ghost. They're all like hiding from me. <laughs> They're shutting the doors. They're like, keep him out. I'm home alone. I'm like, Shane, stop shutting the doors. It's the ghost. I'm like, y'all are fucked up for real. That's so funny. Um, I mentioned it earlier, but I've really been into action movies. Okay. The past, like, couple weeks. You're so butch. Action movies and um, conspiracy theories. Mm. Yeah. I've just been, like, super intrigued. I think it's, like, this boredom thing that's set in. Um, But I watched for the first time, like, the the free Mission Impossible movies on Hulu. Not all of them are out for free. Like, you can Wait, how many them. are there now? Like, 12? Oh, my God. There's so... I don't know. <laughs> I think, like, six or seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's still a There lot. was one that I think was supposed to come out, like, during the pandemic, uh, so it hasn't yet. But I watched two of them, and I was, like, so enthralled. And then I told you um, I watched Hotel Mumbai yeah. on um, Hulu, which is a really great Dev Patel movie. Um, but then also the conspiracy theory stuff with, like, yeah. Wayfair and... Yeah. Um, the what else were we talking about something else oh uh mandela effect yes yeah um but i'm like super intrigued by those yeah you know um you know how this is my conspiracy theory but you know how tiktok um is a chinese run yeah and it was supposed to get banned yeah because like they're using our information Mm -hmm. or i'm like bitch every app fucking does that Mm -hmm. you know but i personally think trump is trying to do that because all those trolls on tiktok fucked up his tulsa convention yeah so I'm thinking, oh, do you, you know what I'm saying? I think it's a personal thing. Yes, like he's a personal vendetta to get back at all these users for TikTok. But I love that all these kids went on and did that because a lot of them weren't old enough to vote. Yeah. Yet they're like fucking yeah. up politics. I'm like, see, this is the generation future. that ex- I was like, yeah. bitch, y'all better come in with the facts. And I really do believe because all of this is so volatile and it's such a positive, well, not positive way, but in such a healthy growth way, I personally think, you know, with like Black Lives Matter movement and all this like discussion about trans and stuff like that, like it really incites the younger generation to make a difference because Mm -hmm. clearly it's like people who are too complacent is exactly why we're where we're at. And I love that they're so involved and so emotionally invested at a young age because then I think once they're old enough to vote, real shit's going to start popping off. And I love that. Love that. Maybe like I'll just look into being a Gen X or Gen Z or... (laughs) For your next job? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, on that note, you guys, thank you so much for listening this week. If you like this episode or any previous episode that you've heard on Fruit Snacks Pod, please give us a like, a share, a listen, a subscribe, a review, all of the above. It would definitely help us out. We've actually been growing quite a bit in the past few weeks, Mm -hmm. um, which has been nice. Yeah. Um, So thank you guys so much for doing that for us. Um, If you want to reach out to us on Instagram, you can reach us at fruit snacks pod or you can email us at fruit snacks pod at gmail.com and as always thank you guys so much for listening this oh week. one last quick shout out yes. hey jennifer i met jennifer yesterday jennifer. from the gym oh jen yeah she was so excited <laughs> to meet literally you guys i did this like really wrecked backbend at the gym yesterday <laughs> mind you before we get into into discussion yesterday we had the grand opening for oh, california sorry. pride yeah. oc location so all the parents were there of the kids and stuff <laughs> to help like you know do the booster club stuff and da-da-da-da. yeah so while one of the gyms was open i was like let me see if my back's back is still flexible because i was a tumbler when i was like a young kid and I could do a backbend, but then Brian was like, kick over. And I did this weird, like, little, like, alley-oop thing with my leg. And I was like, nope, not going to happen. And so the then, parents, like, lost their shit. We're yeah, laughing at I them. didn't realize they were all watching. Yeah. So all these moms are, like, laughing. So then, like, you know, uh, an hour later, 
this mom comes up to me and she's like, Shane? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I am such a fan. And I was like, of my back bend? Like, so confused. She started laughing so hard. She's like, no, a fruit snack. So I just want to give a shout out to Jen. Thank you so much for listening and um, taking the time to come up and meet me. I felt like a celebrity. Oh, she's famous. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I'm going to... I'll gonna... just be a celebrity. There you go. Yes. See, Jen, look right. at it. Inspiring us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, on that note, let's get, get out of here before Shane's head gets any bigger. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.